You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Um, but uh, here we are at the house of the Lord tonight, and um, I want to minister to you. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to um, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. And while we're finding that, we want to welcome our newest addition, Gabriella, our newest baby back there. And uh, we welcome her to the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, if you uh, have found uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, we're going to read uh, just one verse. Uh, at this point, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Um, you'll notice that there's... Um, basically four different phrases that are mentioned in this verse. And tonight I want to speak to you about this topic, when fear is afraid. When fear is afraid. God, I thank you for your word. Your word's powerful. And God, you laid into my spirit for this day, the services. Lord, the word that you've put into my spirit for this day. You knew exactly who would be in each service. And God, I thank you for your anointing this morning. And God, I'm now asking you for your anointing for this service tonight. Your word is already anointed. But God, I pray that you would open up the hearts and minds of every individual here. God, that whatever you desire for them, Lord, to take in from your word tonight, God, it would take up resonance in their heart. And I ask it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. When fear is afraid. Um, fear is it's a natural emotion. It's not, um, when you think of being afraid, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's natural. Same as if you uh, want to talk or discuss anger. Anger is a natural emotion. Um, so there's different types of fear. Of course, you have, uh, you have the natural purpose of, or beneficial purpose of fear, the feeling of fear, uh, and that's when you are in anticipation, maybe, of danger. Uh, if you're on the edge of a cliff and um, you're about to fall over and you're scrambling not to fall over, it's probably good to have a little bit of fear to avoid falling over. So there's nothing wrong with the natural sense of fear. And then we're awakened in the presence uh, of a superior presence uh, that's in our midst and and that's when we take the form of awe and reverence of fear, or what we speak of as the fear of God. So when we talk about fear, not everything about fear is wrong. There is a natural sense of fear, and there is an awe and reverence of fear. If you look at the second stanza of Amazing Grace, it says, "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear." And grace, my fears, relieved. You see the 
benefit of fear, and you also see how God can take away fear. And so you have the natural tendencies of uh, uh, fear in the natural sense and then in the awe and reverence of God. But the fear that I'm talking to you tonight about is the fear that you need to have be afraid. Not you be afraid. I want fear to be afraid. When fear is afraid. The verse that I have read to you from 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, talks about the fear, the negative sense of fear. Now, when it comes to reading your Bible, there are times when, and I don't mean this literally, uh, reading every verse backwards, but there are times when, uh, to get the essence of what God's trying to say in Scripture, sometimes you have to read backwards. What I mean by that. You may have to read verse 25 and then read verse 24 and read verse 23 all the way back at times to get the essence of what is being said. That happens multiple times in Scripture. Lots of instances of that. I could give you uh, many examples of that tonight. There's also times, uh, as you would know, uh, uh, that verses were only put in by man and so if that was the case in reading backwards to get the essence uh, sometimes or the context of a story, then you might also know that there are times when the Scripture itself needs to be looked at backwards. And so tonight, that's what we're going to do. Because the Scripture that I have read to you uh, is to be understood in the sense uh, of looking at it backwards. And it's talking about a fear that is not what God wants us to have. A fear that's not natural and a fear that's not reverence. It's a fear that the enemy would love to torment people with. As you notice, the very last phrase of verse 18 says, He that feareth is not made perfect in love. The idea is that our mind has the ability for things to linger. The apprehension of things that would be uh, not godly, that would linger in our mind. Thoughts that would turn into uh, uh, things that you would dwell on or, or things that you would have in your thoughts that would create uh, uh, even things that are not even true. For example... The enemy would love for people to think that they're not good enough. That they don't qualify. That they don't reach the same level as someone else. That they have not enough talent to compete with other people. That they have done too many bad things in their life to ever get over. They've gone too far to get back, that there's no hope for that individual. Maybe they have too many struggles, too many things to overcome, and that's what the enemy starts to put sometimes into people's minds. Well, so-and-so doesn't really like you. Did you notice there were four people in the group, and the person shook three hands And didn't shake yours.
There's something there between you and them, and uh, you are not as important as the other three. That's how the enemy works. And he starts those types of things in people's minds. It's possible if someone didn't wave to you when you met them, it's possible they didn't see you. It's possible that they believe in having two hands on the wheel. I don't know. I'm just saying it's possible. What happens is the enemy starts this battle of fear in the mind. What kind of fear am I talking about? Fear that becomes a prison. You can go all the way back to the first two people found themselves in this scenario. When they did something that they weren't supposed to do, they didn't run to God like they should have. They actually run and hid from God as if they could hide from their creator. We were naked and afraid. They had a fear that put them in a prison of their mind. That their very creator, their very creator would not be able to remove the fear that had already started in Adam and Eve. This was the thought. Listen, a sign of fear that becomes a prison is not natural and it's not a reverence. It's the pathway for the enemy to try to battle in your mind. You will never get over. You will never get past. You will never overcome. These are the types of things that the enemy would love to plant in someone's mind that it becomes a prison. He that feareth, the scripture says, is not made perfect in love. The second sign of fear is fear that makes you lose your focus. The enemy would love people to get off track and lose their focus and to become distracted in 2022. This is not the hour for that. This is not the time. There is no way that you and I can lose focus now. That is a trick of the enemy when it comes to fear. He would love for you to get your focus of what really matters. I'll give you an example. Can you imagine what it was like for poor, poor Noah and his family? They build a boat after decades of time. They're going to get on the boat, and it's never rained before. Now, listen. God told them how to build the boat, but no boat had ever been built. Now, this is one thing to get on the ferry going to Newfoundland. They don't even let that thing sail when it gets too windy. And Noah and his family... We're going to get on a boat, and it never rained before, and Noah's never built a boat before. And it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. The 
There's no such thing as seeing land on either side. Land has been covered by water. Finally, it stops raining after 40 days and 40 nights. I can't even imagine that. And the, the hooray, oh, the sun's come out. What a wonderful thing. But they're not prepared that for the next 150 days, they're still going to have to be on the boat. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I wonder if it crossed Noah's mind, losing focus. Can you imagine 40 days of rain and then 150 days? I know God told me to build a boat. I know he did. But listen, we, we can't. There's no such thing as putting the sail. We're going wherever the waves are taking us. Wayne wasn't there to guide the boat. I mean, this boat is going wherever it wants to go with wherever the wind wants to blow it. They have no idea where they're going to end up. Let me tell you what fear does. It tries to make you lose your focus. And we have no, no proof in the whole story of Noah that he ever lost his focus. No, God told me to build a boat. We're going to stay on the boat till he tells us to get off the boat. And when we get off the boat, we're going to replenish the earth just like he's, he said. Amen. There was no loss of focus. The fear, what it tries to do is it tries to captivate people to get them distracted to go this way or to go that way or to, to, to halt back and not follow the plan of God. Let me tell you, this is not the time folks uh, for fear to cause you to lose your focus fear makes you listen to outside influences that's what fear will cause you to do well I don't know if, if the church people are right and the Bible's right and this is right and all of a sudden you start listening to outside influences that's what fear will cause you to do that's not a natural fear, and it's not a reverence fear. It is a fear that the enemy would love to attack your mind with. Put your mind in a prison, make you lose your focus, cause you to look at outside influences. You can look at the story of Joshua and all the people were complaining around him. We wish we were just uh, back in slavery in Egypt. Uh, Moses, they had done the same thing with, and now Joshua. And guess what? Joshua didn't listen to one word that was being spoken. God said, uh, wherever I walk, uh, that's the land that I'm going to possess. Uh, if you're with me, uh, you're with me. For me and my house, uh, we're going to serve uh, the Lord. Uh, he didn't allow outside influences to change his direction. Fear will cause you to listen to outside influences. Fear creates obstacles. First time we hear in the scripture, don't be afraid. The first time it was to Abram. And the Lord is telling him to leave home and look for a city whose builder and maker is God. Man, there was no GPS. There's no, I mean, they don't got, he's got no directions of where he's going. 
all he, God's just given, I want you to leave home, Abram, and I want you to look for a city. I'm not telling you where it is. Listen, fear will create obstacles. What fear will do is say, I, I can't do that. I can't go without knowing where I'm going. I can't go without knowing what I'm doing. I can't know without when I know I'm coming home. I, that's what fear will do. It'll create obstacles. Fear can give, uh, keep you from uh, facing the battle. It'll cause you to run and hide in a corner. It'll cause you to back away from the battle. Fear will keep you from facing the battle. Fear will cause you to think it's not worth fighting for. Fear will cause you to say, you know what? I don't think I can win. Let me tell you, that's not of God. Things aren't worth fighting for. And God has already got the battle. The battle is the Lord's. Let me tell you, fear will keep you from facing the battle. But realize, you're already on the winning side. Fear causes doubt. This is not a natural fear or a reverence fear. It's a fear that causes doubt. Zachariah and his wife Elizabeth, they're praying for a child. And uh, they're told they're going to have a child. And Zachariah says, man, that's not enough. I need more. I need more. You need more, Zachariah? I'll tell you what will happen. You won't be able to speak until the child's born. That'll be enough for you. It becomes mute until the child's born. And he is able to give the child's name. Fear will cause doubt. Fear will make you forget the truth. It'll distract you from what lasts and what's settled and what doesn't change. Fear will make you forget the truth. I'm giving you just signs of fear that the enemy uses to attack your mind. And the end of that verse, 1 John 4 and 18, he says, He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Now I want to back up to the phrase before because this is how he does it. Because fear hath torment. This is what the enemy does. He takes all of those signs that I just shared with you and tries to place those in your mind and then he uses them against you to torment you. Then you can't sleep at night. Then you start worrying. Become all frazzled about life. All of a sudden you be come anxious and you're living under stress do you know there's such thing as stress pimples I found that out my barber told me that you've got stress pimples well thanks a lot I got to get rid of those. Got to relax. The enemy will try to attack your mind and torment you. And you won't be able to rest properly. And all of a sudden you'll be on all kinds of stuff because you're trying 
to cope with the torment of fear. Let me tell you tonight, Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. He says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. The verse says there is a spirit of fear. The indication from the rest of the verse is that there is a spirit of power. And there is a spirit of love. And there is a spirit of a sound mind. That's why Jesus said, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Ye shall receive power. There's a spirit that comes upon you from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's a spirit of power. It's not a spirit of fear. It is a spirit of power. And what the enemy would love to do is for the Christian church to live under the umbrella of torment in their mind. That's painful and distressing. And people are suffering from the fear of poverty and the fear of loss and the fear of bereavement and sickness and death and future woes and, and, and economics. And all kinds of things are distressing to people right now. Their minds are continually, continually tormented with fear. First John 4 and 16 speaks about love. He hath known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. Talks about the spirit of love. You got God in you. You got the spirit of love. Not the spirit of fear. Spirit of power. Spirit of love. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 says there's a peace that passeth all understanding that will keep your hearts and minds. There's a spirit that will give you a sound mind. So here's the idea. He wants to torment people in their mind. Without any doubt, he'll let the signs of fear, prison and loss of focus and outside influence and obstacles and, and not facing the battle and doubt that arises and a detraction from the truth. And all of a sudden, there's fear that arises in people's lives and they wonder why they're having a difficult time living for God. Never been God's plan. Fear has never been his plan. Natural fear, yes, don't stand in front of the train. An awe and reverence fear of God, yes, without question. Look at the third phrase of 1 John 4, 18. It said, but perfect love casteth out fear. Notice how the verse is going backwards. He's given us the, 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 the understanding of how to overcome this fear that attacks people's minds, torments minds. He says, perfect love casteth out fear. Do you know what it's saying? There's fear there, but when perfect love comes in contact with it, fear can't stay. It has no it has no choice. It has to go. 
perfect love. Oh, what is it? What is it that he's talking about? That's a love that is complete. A love that has a proper influence uh, on the soul that comes from God. Uh, as far as it exists, it's the tendency, hallelujah, to deliver your mind from any alarms and say, I've got my faith uh, and my trust uh, and absolute uh, perfect state of being in God. Uh, amen. You lay your head down at night uh, and you sleep with an assurance of knowing that you are a child of God. He's your heavenly father and you are a son and a daughter of his. Yeah. Think of it in the natural sense. I don't know what age you were when you were allowed to stay at home by yourself. Doesn't matter. Whatever age it was. And maybe it was fine during the day, and then as the evening came and it started to get dark, and maybe some started to get nervous. Maybe all the windows were shut and the doors were locked. And maybe you're one of those people that take one of those pry bars and put it underneath the doorknob. I don't know. I'll just say, we got one of those in our house. No matter what age it is. There was something different that happened when mom and dad arrived back. When they drove in the yard, oh, there may have been a little bit of complaining. Oh, they're home. Now we have to, whatever. But if you were nervous, and you had a little bit of fear, there was an assurance that happened when mom and dad arrived back home. That's the natural tendencies of knowing that everything's going to be okay. Can I tell you tonight that when you gave your heart to the Lord, you became a child of the king. You entered into a relationship with your heavenly father. No matter what is facing you today or what will face you tomorrow, you can have an assurance that perfect love cast out fear. You can have an assurance that your heavenly father knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're dealing with. He knows exactly how you feel. He knows exactly what you're up against this week. Perfect love casts out fear. There can be an assurance. Uh, there can be an absolute trust uh, that when you wake up in the morning, doesn't matter what you face uh, during the day, you've got an almighty God uh, that's got you by the hand. Uh, he'll pick you up uh, when you need picked up. Uh, he'll stand in the gap for you uh, when you need to have someone stand in the gap. Uh, he's not going to leave you nor forsake you nor give up on you. Perfect love cast out fear. And all of a sudden you start to see when fear is afraid. Fear gets afraid when you understand who you are in God. 
He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He said, I'm going to adopt you into the family. I'm going to graft you into the vine. I'm going to seal you with my spirit. I'm going to write your name in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. I'm going to set the pathway so you'll know where to walk. I'm going to fill you with my spirit so you will not be comfortless. Let me tell you, when you realize who you are in God, fear starts to get afraid. What happens is, If you don't get past the mind battle and the torment, you live in a prison. You live without focus. You live by outside influences. You are obstructed by obstacles, unwilling to face the battle, constantly in doubt, not relying on truth that is not that is not the way God has ever instructed for it to be for you look at the verse the enemy attacks the mind and he wants you to live in torment but perfect love casts out fear and in closing music comes this is what the first phrase says the first phrase of the verse says there is no fear in love. I want you to see the progression. Fear is attacking the mind. Fear is tormenting you. Perfect love comes in and it casts it out. There is no fear in love. Why is that? Well, the very verse, the verse, uh, two verses before in verse 16 says, God is love. His whole idea is that when God's there, there is no fear. There is no fear in love. Love is not an affection which produces fear. If love is there, fear can't be present. If a man had perfect love to God, he would have no fear of anything in life. We wouldn't fear death. We wouldn't dread what's coming around the corner next week, next month, next year. We wouldn't live in guilt because there's no fear in love. And when we, you and I get an understanding of who we are in God and that He loved you so much that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Two times at the beginning of chapter 4, it talks about love and how God is. He is that love.
think there's times we get mixed up in our fear and awe and reverence of God, which we should never lose. We should never lose that fear of God. He is the Almighty. He's the Creator, and we're the creation. He's the potter, and we're the clay. We should never lose that. But sometimes, if we're not careful, we get that mixed up with that He is not a God of love. Yes, He's a just God. He's not a God of respect or persons. And all those things are true. But let me tell you, He loved you so much that He died for you before you would ever live for Him. And if you and I could ever really realize who we are in Him, we would not live under the umbrella of fear when fear is afraid. Let me tell you when that is, when you and I understand how powerful His love is and how He really, really thinks about you. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my grandkids. But none of those things compare to His love for me. I love my parents. I love my siblings. But none of that compares to His love for me. None of it. I have a love for the lost. I have a love for the city. I have a love for people, but none of that compares to His love for me. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. He laid His life down to purchase my life. And the enemy is totally 100% afraid. And if you and I ever get a hold of who we are in God, we will not live under the thoughts of fear and the torment of fear, the prison of fear, the obstacles of fear. But something will arise in your spirit that says, I am a child of Jesus Christ, a joint heir with Him, and I refuse to live under the umbrella of fear. He's given me a spirit of power. He's given me a spirit of love, and He's given me a spirit of a sound mind. after people tonight that are not sleeping good yeah I'm after you I'm after people that's not sleeping good tonight you don't need to raise your hands you know who you are and I'm preaching to you I'm preaching to people tonight that feel anxious on a regular basis. I'm preaching to people tonight that are worried about your job. 
all right for it to be quiet. I want it to sink in. I'm preaching for people tonight that are worrying about their family. I'm preaching to those tonight that have a fear about their health. to those tonight that have a fear of being abandoned. I'm just going to take my time. Whatever God puts into my spirit, He knows exactly who's in this building and who's, who's listening or watching online. preaching to those who have a fear of dying tonight. Let me tell you how real it is. I was going through something personally back a while ago. asked the minister to pray for me. He told me he wouldn't. <laughs> That's a great thing to have said to you, isn't it? But he explained himself. He said, I'm not going to pray for you, but I'm going to tell you what to pray about. He said, I want you to pray about something that I struggled with, he said, many years ago spirit of fear and he named off a couple things I'll leave that part out and he named off those couple things and for the next however many weeks months I was praying God help me understand what it is that would try to attack my mind or my spirit in some negative way so I'm preaching to you a message tonight that God put into my spirit because of personal events that took place. So I know what I'm preaching to you about. It's not just another message. I designed it to preach for, to this church on this night. And I've just named off a few things of people that I'm after. God's word is trying to reach and to minister into people's hearts. Just let it work in yours right now because fear is absolutely afraid right now. The power of the word of God goes forth and fear is absolutely terrified. That someone is no longer going to allow their mind to be tormented. But perfect love is going to cast out that fear because there's no fear in love. And that's going to happen for individuals in this service tonight. Realizing who they are in God. Not someone else. 
Not worrying about someone else and who they are, but who you are in God tonight. And fear is absolutely afraid right now that you will take a hold of who you are in God and allow that perfect love that He has for you to cast that fear out and no longer for your mind to be tormented either in the day or in the night. Some of the things that I've shared with you and the things that I've said that I've preached to some of those things you've never shared with anybody and I'm not asking you to do it tonight there's only one person that really matters and he already knows he already knows exactly what's in your spirit and oh how about Kiyo Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.